I want to be the best, simple and plain. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me, drives me, drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your muck. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated separates Kobe from the pack. From the pack. More than Kobe Bryant. There is no one. Kobe doing work. Two four on my shirt. He the greatest on the court and I'm the greatest on the verse. Going for the Welcome to another like episode of This isn't going to be one of your normal hyped up episodes. It's um Reddit Remington Remington's uh pod should be up about Kobe's passing and it's you know just sitting here watching old clips of his highlights his great speeches people's memory of him just what set him apart it it wasn't just his game on the court it was off the court it it was that he pretty much gave his life his his first 20 years his prime years to basketball his love for basketball his poem award-winning dear basketball one of the best pieces of poetry from a guy who really walked that talk I mean, I bet you hear a kajillion times now whenever you see someone talking about him. I mean, his accolades are ridiculous. 18 All-Star, 18-time All-Star, five champ, five-time NBA champion, two-time MVP in the NBA Finals, two-time gold, Olympic gold medalist. Um, but I think the biggest thing listening to interviews with him is that he wanted his next 20 years after being in the league to be even better than the ones before. And I think that's what really hurts is that it just feels like his legacy is unfinished. I mean, the reason why he was on the on the helicopter in the first place is that he was flying out to a basketball camp where he was going to go teach some kids. I mean, it, continuing to... Um, Continuing uh, giving them his wisdom at a, a Mamba, Mamba mentality camp. He, I mean, he had the he had TV shows breaking down the game. There's so many players whose lives he impacted. Who, not only his peers but the younger generation. I never knew Trey Young and him had such a great relationship. Jason Tatum was devastated. Kuzma would talk to him often, especially being a Laker. He would get so, so much advice from him. LeBron looked up to him in those Olympics, being taught by him, especially in the 2012. Shaq was his teammate, and even though they argued, later on they would have a great friendship and, in fact, would look back on those times and learn from him. 
DeMar DeRozan, that was his idol. I mean, and it I mean, it he's gone. It's just so sudden. But Kobe wasn't just a basketball player. He knew multiple languages. He would always be studying, be getting smarter, broaden out, which is why this this is more than just a pain for the basketball world. It's for other worlds, from from both kinds of football. I mean, in the Pro Bowl game, guys were who who weren't who's whose main uh, life focus wasn't on basketball, but they were still affected, giving tributes to him. I mean, even in the soccer world, having uh, all-time stars such as uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi both giving their tributes to uh, Kobe Bryant. It's, I mean, it's, whether you loved him or hated him, he was just, a different breed, someone who even Michael Jordan respected because he just wouldn't give up that Mamba mentality to keep on going, to put in that work. And the loss is only made worse because he had his daughter Gigi with him, someone who was who both Kobe and her, especially her, were talking about carrying on the torch playing at UConn and in the WNBA. And it hurts to see another possibly great basketball player being taken from this world. It's not, and it's, it's tough to see seven other people dead. Whole families gone. It, I mean, and the, I didn't see it. I, I saw the story about an hour later, but from people who got it right in the moment, it, Seems a little weird. TMZ, maybe they got hacked, maybe something happened, and then it got confirmed by other people. And, and it's, we, we've, I don't think we've ever really had a loss like this, especially in the basketball world. You think about those stars. I mean, yes, some, are, some died, like Wilt Chamberlain and others, but it usually was slowly... Over time, I mean, MJ, still alive. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, someone who saw him when he was a child, saw Kobe when he was a child, is still alive. I mean, you, and it's, it's not trying, the main point is that most, we've been used to the stars of the basketball world to be alive for 30, 40, 50 years after they play and them giving back to the game which is what makes the NBA different from other leagues, is how much the players bring back to the game. Become GMs, coaches, mentors. And Kobe had a plan in mind, and that's what hurts the most. He was very vocal that he had a plan. He was going to do these. He was going to make his career after uh, the NBA even better. He won an Oscar. He was on his way to doing that. It was, it's it's tough to see because he it just felt like he wasn't given enough time. He was, it just hurts to see him go. Out of nowhere. And, I mean, it's, it's something that's not easy to forget. Um, 
you could see so many NBA players being affected by just how sudden it was. I mean, multiple teams took off, took had a 24-second violation to commemorate his commemorate him. I mean, Trey Young even wore number eight. The Mavs retired number 24. I mean, they took an eight-second violation. It's, and you could see those players, and even not in NBA, but also college basketball, when they got the news, just being so shocked. And players who many probably I've never met him before, including me. I mean, I'm not a player, but never seen. I've never seen him in person. Oh, I, I had I did watch him <coughs> those last years, especially that uh, final game. I remember how exciting that was, but I never met him personally, and yet to still feel this pain of seeing him gone. And more and more, you hear about these these different stories of how. He, how he was, it seemed like he was just starting on his career. It hurts even all the more. He was only 41. And while in bas- in sports, that is really old. For everyone else, that's, that's pro- half your life. I mean, when it's time to go, it's time to go. But that doesn't make it any easier. It's... Something that soon won't be forgotten. <coughs> I mean, you, you. He wasn't just a great player; he was an all-time player. And his just tenacity. He, it was that he took his tenacity from the court and brought it to every part of his life. He worked, I mean, I think the thing that mostly shocks people is how hard he worked. He just, he wouldn't give up. And, I mean, he would, and especially after his career in the NBA ended, he was more of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy, but he's still a legend. And it's tough to see him go. Um, now, now they're doing investigations into the helicopter, how it crashed. Um, they do think it was a faulty. The hel- there was something wrong with the helicopter. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, the news coming out in the next couple of days. Um, but I, I mean, I heard some on a lesser level. The shock is maybe Magic Johnson having HIV, but. I mean, in the basketball world, we are not used to this. This is this is very, very sudden and tragic. It's heartbreaking and <clears throat> and it's just tough to see him go. But I have to move on, continue his legacy. Um. And I think there's, there is one great video interview where he's asked, "How do you want to be remembered?" And I, th- and in the interview, he said he, someone that he wants to be remembered as the player who 
gave his all, who never gave up. Who just put put in the work that was needed and <clears throat> and then some. And so that his his memory will he will not be ever forgotten. Um but now it's it's hard it's hard. It's ridiculously hard, but we gotta Gotta move on. So, moving on to um, other... And one quick note, that is one thing that I really admire the NBA for above most other leagues as well. Is they do not easily forget their legends of the past. Um, so many, especially a lot of great fans. It's... Still remember a lot of those past players, those past teams, especially. And I mean, I guess it's easier than other sports because we really only have like a starting five, top 15, 15 players in each team. But he will not, it will, it, he will not be forgotten. So, yeah, moving on to the, um, moving on to, the NBA, NBA All-Star uh, team. Looking at uh, the... I had my own starters. The starters were actually announced. So I, I had my whole um, All-Star team uh, lineup, not just the starters. <laughs> um, looking at the team I put for the West, I mean, it's it's not even that hard. You have the Harden, Doncic, LeBron, uh, Davis and Kawhi. I did hear some um, that, like you know, I listened to podcasts and I did see that there was um, some arguments about whether having Kawhi because of the number of games he played. But you know, it's he he should be he should be on the team. I mean, he's just ridiculous. Um, which is it was it was exactly the same and i was looking at last year's rosters and i was like what i was i was trying to find the rosters and i saw like kyrie and i'm like there's there's no way kyrie's on the roster and i mean i don't i do not think that uh kyrie <coughs> is an all-star this year it's just no he's he he hasn't been he just he has been injured he hasn't been consistent enough but yeah that's the same one in which we agree with the uh, already announced one. And then for the East, we got Kemba, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Siakam. And the final spot, I surprisingly had a hard time with picking it. I did argue a bit with Remington about it because Embiid is the easy choice. All right. And I kind of wanted to put Bama Bio in that slot because. Just of what he contributes to the team, and maybe I'm overrating him. I mean, but he is—he's been really good this year. Um, and looking at that team, like they don't really have a point guard. <clears throat> they need different guys to play make. And for 76ers, I feel like Ben Simmons and Embiid are both right now better players than Bama Bio. I'm not gonna sit here and say different, um, but. 
them being around each other hurts the team. And I feel like it holds them back. And I feel like a bio pushes this team forward. Now, do I think that the 76ers are not going to get out of the East because of Embiid? No, but I think it's going to be a lot harder to have both of them. I think without Embiid, the 76ers may not may not be a better team, <clears throat> but I think that they their ceiling is definitely there's without Embiid, their ceiling is is definitely lower, but their floor is higher. Is what I'm trying to say. I feel like it's wanes. It's a lot more up and down when you have Embiid and Ben Simmons because there's just not enough spacing. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, I would trust Embiid better in a clutch situation than Ben Simmons. So it's tough to say. Um, hopefully that made sense. Uh, but I decided to change my mind and put Embiid in it. I just looked at the stats. It was ridiculous. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, Embiid starting. Looking at the bench for the West. Um, I had John Morant or Dame Lillard kind of, kind of argue with that. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, SGA, Devin Booker, Paul George, Jokic, and Brandon Ingram. Now, I'd put John Morant if because I'd in the All Star in terms of like watching it, it's more fun to see fun players, and I feel like yes, Dame Lillard has really good shooting, but John Morant, I mean, his dunking is it's ridiculous. That's why I put him in, but I feel like in terms of like the accolade, I'd go with uh, probably Dame Lillard. I mean, what he's been doing for his team. I mean, he's kind of had to carry them though because his his team is just it's it's weird. It's the Trailblazers were underperforming, and I said that at the beginning of the year. Do not like just because they made the Western Conference Finals, don't expect that they'll do anything crazy this year because it is not looking good for them. I mean, this year he's. He's been averaging a career high in 28 points, um, seven assists. I mean, he's dropped a little in rebounds, but he yes, he has been having a career year on uh, 45, 38, and 88. So, like, besides the field goal, almost 90, 90, 50, 40, 90, yeah. Almost 40-90. That's, that's actually really close. But, yeah, he's been just – he has been playing really well. Um, Apparently one of his nicknames is Sub-Zero. Is his number zero? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, his number is zero. Oh, well, I guess I guess that, that would make sense, Sub-Zero. All right. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's I, – I'd probably, like, in terms of that, I'd put Dame Lillard, but – I'd rather watch John Morant in the All-Star game because that's a lot more interesting to watch. Uh, but so I'd probably go with John Morant. Moving on to the other bench, uh have Trey Young, Ben Simmons, Embiid, Jason Tatum, and Sabonis. Uh, and Sabonis. So those are some really – those are my main guys off the bench. Uh, I probably have to throw in also maybe Chris Middleton, and uh, I guess we'll go. We'll throw in Jalen Brown. Just some young players. Um, looking at the teams though, <clears throat> I don't know. Chris Middleton as a return, 
all-star is kind of hard. I mean, I think the Raptors have been really good this year, and you could argue for Kyle Lowry instead of one of those two last guys. I mean, they're second in the West and the East, which I definitely did not expect. Uh, I thought they would take a step back. I mean, looking at it, they are one win. They have one win less than the Clippers. You know, I mean, Kawhi isn't going crazy, but the Raptors. I don't know if they're. I do not believe that they're actual contenders for the title. Uh, I think they are as repeat, <laughs> repeat uh, champions. But I think they could make it to the second round if they get a good matchup with, like the Magic or someone like that. I could see them uh, get to the second round, but. I do not think that they're going to make it to the finals or anything crazy like that. Um, and yes, I know that's a straw man, but I did not see them being that high. Um, looking at the standings, though, the Heat are pretty high. Uh, I was trying to find something. Yes, so my sons, 19 and 27 at 11th. Yes, I do watch my team. Um, I watched the last game uh, against the Grizzlies, which was which ended really close. Uh, I think Kyle, Kelly Oubre should have passed the ball to Devin Booker because he was open on the wing and or not on the wing at the top of the key. And it was pretty obvious, but yeah, they've been dropping games against teams that they really need to beat, like the Spurs and um, the Grizzlies. So. Those are teams right next to them. They and I mean they shouldn't be losing losing to the Hawks, but that's the problem. They'll lose to the Hawks, and then two games later they'll beat the Celtics, <clears throat> and then two games later they'll get blown out by the Pacers. You know, and it's it's tough to watch team be up and down. I mean, I feel like they have to win one night and lose the next or something. Um, but yeah, Devin Booker and Kelly have been leading that team. Uh, it's. Watching that game, um, DeAndre Ayton <clears throat> is not getting that many touches, but he has been really efficient for them, um, scoring well. I think they have some really lanky, good defenders like Javon Carter. I mean, on John Morant, John Morant isn't known for his dribbling, but he was playing really good defense. Also, Mikael Bridges, like they have some young, good defensive pieces to make up for like Devin Booker's subpar defense. But yeah, I think if they can have a better shot selection for their team. I mean, some of those shots were not great and um, amp up that defense. I could see them winning consistently. They will play the Mavericks tomorrow. So that'll be a good measuring stick game. And then the Bucks in two games. And so they, they have some decent games coming up. I'll have to see if they can um, show their steal. But, yeah, I have been that's an update on – the Suns, they just, uh, they've been up and down. I still think they can make the playoffs. There's like uh, three wins. One, two, three, four, five. Five teams within three wins of each other, all at eighth spot. I mean, OKC is just so far ahead at seventh with six wins more. So I think that the Suns can come up and win. I mean, I don't know if the John Moran thing is really reliable watching that game. Jerry Jackson picks up a lot of fouls. Like, I know he's a big man, so he's not really nimble. Um, but he's he just he's great at picking up fouls the way he just swats at guys all the time. Um and they just feel like a team that's about to start a fight. They their whole team look really angry all the whole time. 
Yes, there were a couple fouls that went there, oh, against them, but there was a couple that went their way, and it was just like no need to get all in the ref's face. I think one guy like pumped a ref on after after he made a call and they didn't eject him or something. I was like, what? But yeah, I I think the Grizzlies have some young good pieces, but they're just on a hot streak right now. The Spurs, I do not think they'll keep it up. The Trailblazers, I mean. <laughs> They've just been the trailblazers. They've, they've been pretty bad this year. Um, considering that they just got off of a four-game losing streak twice against the Mavs and then the Thunder and almost, I oh don't know, it's three out of four, three out of four losing game streak um, where they barely beat the Warriors in overtime and needed um, Lillard to go literally unconscious to win. Um and the Pelicans will be an interesting team to watch. Could they make the playoffs? Maybe. Uh, I haven't watched the highlights yet from that Celtics game. Um, but they've been – they got Zion Williamson, and they're starting to go on a roll. It'll be, it'll be another team to watch out for to take the Suns spot. But the Suns need to get it together. I'm kind of worried about them. But also Zion Williamson coming back, that 4-for-4. Four four. <laughs> I think it's just the spark they needed because – they they seem like they're dropping games. I mean, they got blown out by the Celtics, like 105-140 um, earlier in the month. So, let's see, Celtics. Yeah, that was like the 11th of January. So, Zion coming back, giving Brandon Ingram a break. I think he's starting to get tired. Um, but that team is – the Pelicans have some good players. Uh, they got actually a lot of talent that no one talks about. Like, Frank Jackson is a decent player. He's not that bad. But he's a decent player. Um, JJ Redick is on that team. Um, let me see Pelicans roster. They have they have some young guys. Drew Holiday. I mean, J Jaleel Okafor once a month has to have a good game. Frank Jackson isn't bad. Josh Hart, Etwan Moore. Like they have some middle of the pack, pretty good guys who all can score the ball. Like Jaleel doesn't really have range, but everyone else, I could, I'd be fine with taking a three. And I mean, they have young guys who are starting to develop, and I think they just need a bit of time. And they could, they could be that team like the Heat the last two years that has that stretch near the end where <clears throat> that last two months, three months, they go go red hot and win a whole bunch of games to storm to the playoffs. I mean, yes, they'll lose probably in the first round. But it's good to see development. Also, Zion, to be honest, in that first game, um, he looked a little—he looked like he was still a little injured, um, a little hampered. I do understand the minutes restriction, but they should still like understand the first four minutes of every quarter. But like for the last one, just throwing him in for the last two minutes, like it's not gonna hurt the team, and he'll be fine. If he's already playing four minutes, then just cut. Cut it. Cut his. Put his fourth quarter minutes, like maybe one or two in the beginning, and then throw the rest of the end. But yeah, seeing him in clutch time, like at the end of the game, would be way more valuable than seeing him play in the in the tenth minute of the third quarter. Okay, so that's my take on that. I just, you know, you got to increase the minutes at some point. So might as well throw him at the end of games. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to this short pod. Um, we should have one up soon tomorrow. They're recording a pod for the Oscars. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, 
I might do a little bit. I'm not much of a movie buff, and Remington's like, oh, you should do movies and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that many movies. I'm probably going to be that basic movie fan who's going to be like, oh, I liked Endgame. Me and Rise of Skywalker, and uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll have to see how those go. We also do, we do still have other podcasts coming out. Um, you know, we, we working on this craft, so... It's fun to always do these pods and uh yeah, thank you for listening. turn around jumper. I just drive the lane and dunk on dunkers. You know where it's going, it's going down, yo. This is the lake show, but don't drown though. I call him King Brian, I let the crown show. Definitely I'm just lost for words. I mean he's amazing. Pass me the damn ball, I don't need a pick at all. And don't worry about my shot, cause I'ma get that all. Yeah, I drops 40 on your double team. What can I say? Mamba out.